Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Monday, October 25th, and I hope you had a fantastic weekend. I, uh, I'm wrapping up my last few, uh, well, day, I guess a day, uh, in Kansas. I'm up in Kansas City visiting Hope Chapel, visited that church yesterday. Uh, good friends there pastoring uh, that church, three campuses, uh, just learning some stuff about multiplication. Um, and so, um, yeah, you know, it's always better to just be there and see how they do it, see how it looks. And, you know, Bayside, many of you guys know, those of you that attend Bayside, part of Bayside family, we, uh, we're looking to be doing some multiplication um, through CCM, which is a nonprofit we started called Community Church Multipliers. And so um, we're looking forward to starting uh, churches with that DNA of seeing more people become more like Jesus. Same mission, same strategy, more people become more like Jesus uh, through worshiping Jesus, getting connected, taking action, um, but different expressions. And so we're excited about that. And uh, I'm excited about the opportunity to learn and grow from uh, people who are doing a good job, doing the awesome stuff for the kingdom of God. And so, yeah, so I... As I sit today on this Monday morning, I am uh, in uh, Olathe, Kansas. Um, never been to Kansas, actually, so I don't think so. I don't think I've been here before, so yeah, enjoyed being here. Um, but um, And I hope you had a good weekend. hope you had things are going well for you, and uh, thank you for being on here. Um, hey, if you want to reach out to me, just a reminder, any, if you want to reach out to me about the podcast, in any way, shape, or form, you can do that through the podcast email address, BibleStudyPodcast2020 at gmail.com. BibleStudyPodcast2020 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Um, hey, we want to make it better. We want to make this experience better. And uh, let me know what's hitting, what's not, what would make it better, um, what you like, what you don't, um, whatever. Or just, hey, what up, PT? Whatever you want to do. All right. So we are in John chapter 6. It's a long chapter, so I can't just be uh, bantering on here. <laughs> I need to, get, we need to get on with it. 70 verses, guys. 70 verses in John chapter. You get your Monday, Monday, Monday morning started off with some word. Because some good, some good stuff, but it's a lot. Long chapter. Um, so uh, we'll be covering a lot of territory. So let's do it. You know what we do? We read. We pray. We change the world. So let's read. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is the Sea of Tiberias, and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Jesus, Jesus is drawing a crowd, man, by healing people. People looking in. What's going on? Then verse 3. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? How many of you know Jesus already knows the answer? He's asking a question 
to get a conversation. <laughs> so he asked Philip, hey, Philip, what are we going to do, man? He asked these in verse, in verse 6, John tells us it was to test him. He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. <laughs> We've said before, when Jesus asks you a question, it's not because he's looking for information. <laughs> Jesus doesn't ask questions looking for information. He, he, gets, he asks questions to get us thinking and to draw out of us um, what's really inside. Enjoying a little bit of a hotel coffee right now. I, I'm staying at the Garden Inn, Hilton Garden Inn in Olathe, Kansas. So uh, I got to be honest, this particular cup of coffee is kind of weak. I mean, I'm not trying to complain. I mean, thank thank the Lord for coffee, but I just want to keep it real. I mean, sometimes coffee is great and sometimes it's not. And right now it's like this is like a, 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 a three out of a one to ten scale, ten being the best. One being the worst. I'd say it's just about a three. Let me, let me, hold on. Let me, give me a, take another sip. Let me try this again. I want to be honest. I want to be objective. Let's see. Mm. Yeah, I'd have to go three. I can't go much more than a three. It's weak. I like my coffee to have a little little flavor. I mean, call me crazy. I won't. Uh, I mean, this is, yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Anyway, anyway. Um... Verse 7, Philip answered him, it would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough food for all these people to have one bite. It would, it would take more than a half year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. We ain't got that kind of money. Another disciple, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said, spoke up. Here's a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. We can rip him off. <laughs> no, that's not what it said. Here's, here's a little boy with, live, with five with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? Probably not very far. Poor little guy. Now look, I, the little boy in this story, I think is the, is the next to Jesus, the little boy is the hero. You got all these disciples, not one of them thought about lunch. Thought none of them planned ahead. Not one of them planned ahead. But this little boy, or at least his mama, made sure he went out the house with lunch. He's ready. He's he ready to be there all day. He's prepared. He's taking preparation. Disciples, they, they just, just, just uh, mooching off of Jesus. <laughs> Verse 10. But the little boy, he was ready. Verse 10. Jesus said, have the people sit down, which is a great lesson for being ready, right? I mean, you shouldn't just be presumptuous about expecting Jesus to, you know, s- swoop in at the last minute and take care of you. You got to think ahead. That's why Jesus gave us a brain, right? You know, we, we plan ahead. We think ahead. We use wisdom. We don't think, oh, Jesus will take care of it. I see some crazy people do that sometimes. It's crazy stuff. Jesus will just take care of it. Yeah, but you, but you actually need to go. You need to go. You need to make some steps towards helping yourself, too. You know? And, uh, and Jesus will take the little bit you can do and multiply it. But, you know, you got you do. He does give us the capacity to problem solve. And to take initiative. I know some of you know some people like that. So uh, anyway, um, Jesus had, the, had said, have the people sit down. There, were, there was plenty of grass in the, at place, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, took the, little, the two little fishies and the five little loaves of bread. He gave thanks, distributed to those who were seated, 
as, uh, who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all had enough to eat, he said to the disciples, gather the pieces that are left over, let nothing be wasted. Don't waste. Eat all your veggies. <laughs> That's where parents get that from. You got to clear your plate. You got starving children in Africa. You got to clear your plate. Just like Jesus said, don't let nothing be wasted. Well, you can compost the rest. Yeah, you ain't got to eat it all. <laughs> you ever heard of composting? <laughs> the little plants could eat too. Why do I got to clean all my plate? Anyway, but Jesus wanted them, don't let anything be wasted. So they gathered it all up. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of, five, of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. Wow. Jesus fills up, feeds 5,000 men, which probably, you know, Ten, neighborhood of 10,000 people, if you count women and children as well, and with five loaves and two fish. After the people saw the sign, and there's another sign, I think this is like the fourth sign of the seven in the Gospel of John. Um, after they saw the sign that Jesus performed, they began to say, surely this is a prophet who is, to, who is coming to the world. They believe, they're starting to believe, they're, man, they're, this is not no ordinary guy. They still not saying Messiah, notice they say he's a prophet. So they're starting to say, hmm, he, we got this, this, he's different. He's different. <laughs> Look, you take five loaves and two fish and you feed a multitude, that's something different. And that's why Jesus performed miracles. Jesus didn't perform miracles as just a sideshow. He performed miracles to draw attention to who he was, to try, draw attention to his, um, his messianic calling, to, to uh, cause people to, to look at him and say, what, what is he about? How's this power working? Where's this power coming from that is upon him? And then, then it opens opportunity to preach the gospel, the good news of Jesus, who he was, what he came to do. And he didn't come just to perform miracles. Miracles were it was, was uh, just the appetizer, so to speak. Um, after the people saw the sign Jesus performed, they began to say, surely this is a prophet who is coming to the world. Verse 15, Jesus, knowing that they intended to come and make him king, watch this, make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. They were so pumped up and amped up about Jesus, they were ready to make him a king by force. You're going to be our king, and we'll have fish sandwiches for life. <laughs> they, were, they were stoked about them fish sandwiches. Filet of fish. Does McDonald's even still have that filet of fish? Um, Burger King used to have a song that had filet of fish. Quarter pound of French fry, filet of fish. I don't remember. I don't even remember it. You probably know it. Some of you probably know it. But anyway. Um, but anyway, Jesus was giving filet of fish out. And they were like, we want him to be our king. Burger King. Burger King. <laughs> To be our Burger King. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh. My burgers are fairy fish. My fillet of fillet of fish king. <laughs> oh my goodness! I see you laughing out there. I see you laughing. All right, uh, verse sixteen. When evening came, that his disciples went down to the lake, where they got into a boat and set off across the lake for Capernaum. By now it was dark, and Jesus had not yet joined them. So he's, Jesus is still withdrawn by himself. So the disciples go and start crossing the lake. A strong wind was blowing and the waters grew rough. I don't like to be in rough water. When I go boating, I always check the wave report. I want to know what the seas are going to be like. If you're in a little boat, you don't need no big seas. About two feet, two feet or less. 
And even two feet isn't fun. I like flat, flat water. So the wind is blowing, the waters grew rough, verse, rough, verse 19. When they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus approaching the boat, walking, look at that, walking on the water. And they were frightened. Yeah. They wouldn't expect to see that. But he said to them, it is I, do not be afraid. don't be afraid. Then they, were, then they were willing to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat reached the shore where they were heading. I don't know, like, I don't know what that means exactly. They were immediately, was it, like, I don't know if it's like a speedboat, like Jesus got on there, and was like, this thing got on a plane and went right to the shore. I don't know what that means. I don't even know. But it just means that they got safely to shore quickly. The next day, the crowd had, that had stayed on the opposite side of the shore, uh, opposite shore of the lake, realized that only one boat had been there and that Jesus had not entered it with his disciples, but that he had gone away alone. alone. Then some boats from Tiberias landed near the place where the people had eaten the bread after the Lord had given them thanks. Once the crowd realized that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into the boats and went to Capernaum in search of Jesus. The Burger King is gone. <laughs> the food source is gone. Jesus is gone. Where'd he go? He didn't get in the boat with the disciples. No, but he walked on water. First, now, look, I'm telling you right now, guys, this is where, this is where it starts getting crazy. This is where Jesus go, takes, it, takes it up a notch. You know, Jesus, Jesus drew crowds and then he, then he, uh, he, uh, he sifted them. <laughs> and then he weeded them out. He would draw a crowd, then he would, uh, uh, this is what Jesus does. He, he draws a crowd, then he preaches a hard sermon, like hard teaching. Like, look, in fact, we're going to read this in a little bit. This is, the disciples can say, this is a hard teaching. Like, he, he lays it in, man, like, lays in, like, what the kingdom is all about, who he is, and what it means to follow him. And then it kind of weeds out, kind of sifts the crowd. And he's about to do that. He's about to do a little sifting here. Verse 25. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, you were looking for me not because you saw signs I performed, but because you, because you ate the loaves and had your fill. You're looking for food. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has placed the seal of approval. Don't work for signs. Don't, don't labor. See, some people labor spiritually for signs and wonders. Like, that's the motivation of their lives. I want to see signs and wonders. I want to see miracles. I want God to prove this. I want God to prove this. God's got, and, and you chase these signs and wonders. And, and Jesus is saying, don't chase signs and wonders. Don't chase that stuff. Don't work for that. Verse 28. Then they asked him, what must we do to do the works God requires? What work does God require? Great question. Jesus just said, don't work for this, don't work for that. Well, the question is, well, what do we work for? What do we work for? What should we should be striving for? Watch this. This is awesome. Verse 29, underlinable right here. Verse 29, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. The work of God, and if I can, if I can translate, if I can sort of uh, paraphrase, the work of God is stop working, start believing. The work of God, the work of salvation, the work to earn God's approval, the work to be approved by God, the work to uh, be in right standing with God, the work, that work is, this is the work. Stop working and start believing. 
Some of you, that's a word for you today. You, you're working, you're striving, you're trying to earn God's approval. Listen, stop. Stop. Just believe. Believe in the Lord Jesus. That's where your approval comes from. This is, that's the good news, man. That's why it's such good news. We don't have to work and strive and try to earn God's approval. The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. Verse 30. So they asked him, what sign then will you, and they're going back to signs. What sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate, back to food, right? And I am, no, listen, all they want to think about is food. Our, our ancestors ate manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. What kind of good food can you give us? Verse 32, Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, it was not Moses who had given you bread from heaven, but it was my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. See, now you, now you switch it on them. The Father gave true bread, not only to give the manna, but he also gave the true bread. What's the true bread? For the, true, for the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Mmm, 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 mmm. What's he talking See, bread was the, was the basic sustenance of life. I mean, bread was what was on every table. It was, it was emblematic of what sustained life. In the, in the wilderness, manna literally sustained the children of Israel. And here he's saying, Jesus is saying, I am the bread of life. What is it that brings, what is it that sustains life? What is it that is the, the very essence, the very sustenance of life? It's the bread that came down from God. So verse 34, they say, sir, always give us this bread. Bam, watch this. Bam, verse 35. I am the bread of life. Jesus is the bread of life. It's one of those I am sayings in John, another common theme. The I am, I am the door, I am the good shepherd, I am here the bread. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me and still you do not believe. All those the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never drive away. Man, that's good news. You come to Jesus, he's never going to drive you away. For I came down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me. What's God's will right here? That I shall lose none of all those he has given me, but raise them up on the last day. What's God's will? To save you and to raise you up on the last day. To save the lost. To save those far from God. To save sinners like you and me. Redeem us. Bring us into the family of God. And to keep us until the resurrection. Mm-hmm. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks, here again, this is the belief, look. Everyone who looks to the Son, not work, but anyone for everyone who looks to the Son and believes in Him shall have eternal life, and I will raise Him up on the last day. Man, that's amazing. Good news. We got, we got to finish on. Let's, let's continue on. So much good stuff here. Verse 41, at this, the Jews there began to grumble about Him because He said, I am the bread and came down from heaven. They said, is, it not, is this not Jesus, son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he say, I've come down from heaven? It's like, we, we saw you. We know your mom and dad. We know where you were, you were born. How can you say you came down from heaven? Verse 43, Jesus says, stop grumbling among you. Stop it, people. Stop grumbling among yourselves. No one can come. He's going, Jesus is going to ratchet it up even more. He's going to turn up the heat. Here we go. No one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him. So who draws us to Jesus? The Father, through the Holy Spirit. And I will raise them up on the last day. It is written in the prophets. They will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard the Father and learned from Him comes to me. Don't claim to know something about God if you don't know something about Jesus. That's what he's saying. 
People say, I like, you know, I, you know, I know a lot about God. Well, if you don't know about Jesus, then you're missing a whole lot about God. <laughs> Everyone who has heard the Father and learned from him comes to me. No one, no one has seen the Father except the one who sent from God. Only he has seen the Father. That is Jesus, verse 47. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. Here he says it again, verse 48. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the man in the wilderness, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This, is, this bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Woo. Yes, sir. Making it clear. You're going to ramp it up because this, I mean, now put yourself in their perspective, in their, in their shoes. It sounds weird, right? Eat my flesh. Like what? But Jesus is ratcheting it up. He's trying to drive it home. He's not going to, he's not uh, going to um, back off the importance of this message. Verse 40, 53. Very truly, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you will have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I'll raise them up at the last day. For my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. Now, I know, it's gross. It sounds gross. And Jesus is like, what are you doing? It's like, you've got to receive me, my body that is broken for you. It really does sustain your life. I know it sounds crazy. I know it sounds mysterious. This isn't about communion. You're like, this is about communion. No, it's not. It's not about communion. Jesus is talking about his life, his giving his life, his body and his blood, his life for the sacrifice of sin, for your sin, for mine. And when we receive that, when we partake of that, when we accept that, it is real food. It really does something to us. It really does something for us. That's what he's saying. For my flesh is real food and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. Just as the living Father sent me and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is that abide in me. In other words, abide in you. Verse 58. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your ancestors ate manna and died, but whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. Yes. He said this while teaching in the synagogue of Capernaum. Now his disciples were like, you know, they're like, what are you saying? Like, this is all new, right? They, they Jesus hasn't died. He hasn't risen again. He hasn't even done the Last Supper with the, you know, with uh, the instituting communion. This is my body, the representation of that. None of that. So this is all seems sounds so weird. In verse 60, on hearing it, his disciples said, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? Like, do you really expect us to accept this? Do you really expect this crowd to get this? We don't even get it. How do you expect the crowd to get it? Verse 61. Aware that his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, Does this offend you? Then what if you see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? The Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of spirit and life. Woo! That's why we read the Word of God, man. We read the Word of God because it is full of spirit and life. Verse 64, Yet there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus had known from the beginning which of them did not believe, and he would uh, betray him. So that's obviously speaking of Judas. He went on to say, This is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled him. From this time, many of his disciples turned, watch, see something, even disciples turned back. From Verse 66, from this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. Look, here's something you learn 
in ministry. I've been in doing this deal in ministry for, and I started off green as grass and naive as anything and like idealistic. But here's a, here's a fact. If people leave Jesus, they're going to leave your church. If disciples, if the disciples left Jesus, they're going to leave your church. Every church, every church loses people. Every church, good churches, bad churches, big churches, small churches, the churches that are led by the pastors with the awesome names and everybody knows them and how great they are and they're awesome preachers and communication. Everybody, people leave every church. People leave Elevation Church. People leave North Point Church. People leave Saddleback Church. People leave Life Church. People leave Calvary. People leave whatever. Whatever church you want to think of, big church that's every, like so, so, so awesome and the preacher is so awesome, guess what? People leave that church. And you know what? Sometimes they leave that church. A lot of times they leave that church disgruntled. Yeah. It's just how it is. People leave Bayside sometimes. I don't know why. I really don't. <laughs> but yeah. And not, that, not that you ever rejoice over it, but it's a reality. You can't control it. It happens. From the, Verse 66, from this day many disciples turned back and no longer followed him. Verse 67, and then he looks at the 12. You, you do not want to leave too, do you? Jesus asked the 12. I love Simon Peter's response. This is awesome, guys. Whenever there's tough things, like you read the Bible and you're like, I don't understand this. I don't understand why. You know, why Jesus said this. I don't know why this is what God requires or, or it's just difficult. And you think, and the Jesus asks us, do you want to leave too? And Simon, Simon Peter's answer is an answer that I've, I've rehearsed before the Lord many times. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and to know that you are the only, or that you are the Holy One of God. Man, what an honest response. Lord, where can we go? We, you alone hold the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. When bad things happen in our lives, things we don't understand, things that frustrate us, things that just crush our spirits, things that rip our hearts out with sadness, and you know, we're like, God, but at the end of the day, where else can we go? Because he alone has the words of eternal life. Where else can we go? Verse 70, then Jesus replied, have I not chosen you, the 12, yet one of you is a devil? He meant Judas, the one, the son of Simon, the, the son of Simon Iscariot, who through one of the 12 was later to betray him. Wow. Lots of good stuff there, man. We're running out of time, so we need to pray because we read, we pray, change the world. Let's pray, y'all. Um, Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for your, the powerful, uh, this powerful chapter. Lord, the miracles that you did of providing for the 5,000 or 10,000. Lord, reminding us that you are the bread of life. You are sustenance to our souls. So on this day, on the beginning of this week, we receive you as a sustenance, the, the sustaining force and power in our lives because your body is real food. Your blood is real drink. We receive you by faith and trust you. Lord, we, uh, we choose to believe instead of work. We don't work, Lord, for our, to earn your approval. Lord, we know that what you, what you desire is belief. So today we focus, we look to Jesus and thank you for him. Thank you that you are the bread of life. Thank you that you did come down from heaven to draw us to the Father. Lord, thank you for your word that is full of spirit and life. And God, help us today to, um, to share that good news with others. Lord, we have come to believe, as Simon said, as Simon said, as Simon Peter said, 
we've come to believe that you are the Holy One of God. Where else can we go, Lord? You alone have the words of eternal life. Lord, may you bless my friends today, encourage them, strengthen them, empower them, bless them, God, real good. In your wonderful and powerful name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you today. I hope you have a fantastic start to your week. Love you guys. We'll be jumping into John chapter 7 tomorrow. Reach out to me, Bible Study Podcast 2020 at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. God bless you guys. Thanks for smashing that like button, subscribing, commenting, all those things. Love it. Appreciate it. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.